Hello Insta, as always sending loads of love and positive energy to everybody out there. It's Jay here from Lads Talk Health, just waiting for my beautiful mate Hazza, Harry Thomas, to join on. Anyway, like I said, hoping everybody's enjoying being currently. It's all still up in the air a bit really, isn't it, with what's going on, but... Still, I hope people are at least enjoying being there, being themselves. Hello, Harry Thomas. I'm coming on, mate. Hello. You alright? Fantastic mate, how are you doing? Yeah, good thank you, third chat today. I know, it's good isn't it? <laughs> Been um, say eventful a few weeks of connecting with all sorts of people at the moment all over the world and that's uh, mm. it's getting quite interesting actually the conversation coming from. Definitely, it's interesting as well. Uh, uh, although, like you said, from different parts of the world, it, the conversations just flowed, didn't they? It really it just flowed. Um, just straight away as well. It's so easy just to go in when you're talking about stuff that's meaningful and someone else, you can just see in them like, just just the, the interest in wanting to have that same chat and enjoy it, just like uh, today, Ken. Mm-hmm. Prime example, Ken Pramus. Shout out to you, Ken. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, when when you talk about topics that everyone relates to, but they relate it in their own way, from their own stories and their own experiences, and it makes it more interesting as well because it's like a, a different dynamic or a different approach. Someone else is then speaking. It's like, oh, that's a great way. Like the way that he he kind of uh, explained his being present, his now. That was really powerful. Mm. Yeah, he went into flow. That was really cool when he went into flow. But he was uh, just such a nice bloke. Um, again, you know, completely just shows you how, like, you know, definitely quite a lot older than us. Um, completely different background to us, but just straight away, the three of us bouncing off each other with meaningful stuff as well. It really, like, it, it's just, a, especially when we're talking about health and cancer, and, you know, this, this is important stuff. It really is, because it does, as you always say, it affects so many people, like so many people it, within that will watch this video, their friends and their friends. It's just, it's just one of them things that's rife. So, yeah, it was a good one. I, I think um, whenever you're talking health as well, health can be determined in so many different, like, stances. Ultimately, health impacts We talk about no. That still can be fed through to each person and that ask it about being your best self and the roles that you play like everyone can ask that question to themselves how can I be my best self at this point how can I improve my health right now and, and that, that internal dialogue is a yeah it's a great way to connect you think it's them four points ego soul being present in you now and your best self, 
that they're, they're prevalent in every single situation all the time. Whenever you've got something to face, you're going to have your ego spouting off initially. That's the panic mode. Then the soul will come through if, you, if you're looking into it and listening to it. That brings you present because you get the calm coming. And then obviously it's right. What choice do I make to be my best self? Hi, Fatma. So it's those, yeah, those four chapters which are on our meditation workshop which starts this weekend by the way people um please inquire if, if you've not already reach out thanks for the people who already have um but these are really important factors in your life especially the ego that first one is a big one and there's the, the response you get from people i remember my response when i started learning about what a big role the ego plays in your life and it's scary when you look when you start acknowledging just acknowledging your ego and how often it's automatically kicks in uh, and then you start thinking oh my god i can't believe that that's my response to it's, it's really interesting and it's a great way to start off um and it's interesting how i was just thinking about the workshop you know the order you know week one obviously being the ego it's it's both of our journeys you know like as in that's the order it went in wasn't it for yourself as well, it's, it's the same. It's the same for anyone looking into meditation. The first thing is, well, I can't do it a lot of the time. I just, I just can't do it. I can't quite more ego straight away. It's the first thing that kicks off once you can start just acknowledging it, learning from it because it doesn't go away. But it, oh, it's a game changer. It really is life changing. And that's, do you know what? As relevant with the people that we're working with because it comes out in abundance from them people. Yeah. No. I think the the key part as well is where we mentioned earlier the experience. Once you become aware of it, and then instantly it's there. That that voice is talking to you the whole time. You're like, ah, oh, that's your ego. So now we've got mutual grounds that we both understand each other, and then you can go and elaborate on what ego actually determines in all these other areas of our life as well. It's like that imposter when we're angry, when we react, when we do things, when we're not even thinking about it. There's, like, ego is so many of those. When we're upset and we're, we're feeding off of other people's energy, when we have to make a, a point of, oh, I did that, I've, I've seen that first, I've done that, that's ego. It's, <laughs> it's everywhere. It is, and it's, uh, it's self-persecuting, which again is why once you become aware of it, it's like a weight that gets lifted because you're aware of the fact that you've got a choice then to make to not self-persecute and make that decision that you know you don't really want to make. Guess what? You don't make it. Just don't listen to your ego. Acknowledge it, all right, and then go with what actually you want to do because that's the important thing what you really want to do will always be from that inner place um, and it will, it, will, it will align with your morals. What you want to do will be the right thing for you. It always will be. What you really want to do will be the right thing for you. It's when we go egotistically that often we make a, a bad decision and that's definitely from experience, experiential knowledge. Again, you ain't got to read books or great books out there with people. I mean, Eckhart Tolle, his stuff on ego is phenomenal, obviously. Um, but you can experience it. These people, you, you know, we can talk about it, make someone else like, like that. What I loved what Ken said today. He said, you know, it's when you do these conversations and you get that energy with the person, it's even if one person that listens has the slightest 
benefit from it that in, can make them think, oh, I'm glad I listened to that. I'm going to make a decision now to not do that anymore. You just think, yeah, then that was like, he said it might, he said it like Denzel Washington, didn't he? <laughs> but he said it brilliant. But um, yeah, I, that's, that's what I want from these chats. That's what we said from the beginning, isn't it? Even if you get one person that listens and goes, yeah, I can resonate and I'm glad I listened to that tonight. It's, it's made me think differently then we're winning. Is there any uh, things like over your, I guess in the last year or so, where it was like a real ego role playing in your life where you're like, wow, that's like you've kind of untangled it quite a lot now. Is there anything that stands out for you where it was really ego driven? I think it's probably more now over the last two years, there's been it goes further back. Well, the thing is, with for me, this is my experience, and it's it seems to be mirrored with the people that I work with. When it comes to you, do start becoming aware of your ego. Is it's quite a quick transition because when you become aware of your ego, again, for me, this is how it felt. I was quite embarrassed by some of the inbuilt choices that I would go to make, uh, and especially from as I touched on. A nearly a couple of years back now. Oh no, it's not even been that long, has it? Has it? it has been a, about a year, really. And I was thinking about the um, when the, the stuff came when when you spoke about it with I said to you about with Leo, just how much I realised my ego had driven my what I thought were good choices as a dad, but then how much they did actually held him back, and then just by implementing holding the space. Do you remember that was? Something was that was that really, really, really um, kicked me in the stomach because it was like, oh my god, this whole time, all I've had to do is just wait a bit longer. Don't be so quick to, to jump in and talk for him or trying to guess what he's going to say, um, especially being that Leo had issues with talking because of his ears when he was younger. So he was always a tiny, tiny bit behind, bless him. So yeah, that's a classic example, but it was instant though, Harry. So I became aware of it and it, it wasn't like it, it untangled. It just exploded straight away. And I was like, fuck, whoops. But that, that was a shock. So that, but then that, I remember saying to you at the time, I remember saying when I was working with Jess as well, and I said to Jess, just how quickly it filters into the rest of your life. So this is why it is genuinely that life-changing because of all the roles we play within our life. As soon as you become aware of your ego, you can't help but notice how it differs in different roles you play as well. You've got so many different versions of your ego once you start looking into it. And then once you eradicate it as much as you can and you can be quite in your now, because you become present rather than playing these roles, then, yeah, it, it, I mean, things happen quickly. Everything untangles because you're just thinking from a point of view, which is this is genuinely what I think and feel about this situation. I know because I've heard the internal dialogue go off and I've stuck to my guns on this one. This must be a soulful choice. Yeah, it's like you said, the multi-facet uh, parts of the ego. It's not just uh, this is the ego and it's this one thing. There's so many different stuff. So the conversation, I'm noticing it all the time now from they don't, people don't let you speak. They, they, yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to answer it for you. They're not listening to you. Or one of my pet hates before is I'm, I'm, I'm talking and someone has finished my sentence for me, but they, 
they say something that I wasn't going to say. And I, I weren't saying that. That's ego. And aggression, anger, that's ego too. It's like, could you have been nicer in that situation? If you could have been nicer at your best, that would have been your soul. That's, that, that's, that's pure love. That's truth. But the ego is that imposter because that's not you. You've, you've put on an act of being horrible. You've put on an act of being spiteful. That, that's ego. And when you can identify these different roles and the different parts ego plays, it is that slap in the face sometimes like, whoa, it's unconscious. They're just automatic uh, reactions. They're inbuilt uh, beliefs. They're values that we've taken on from our parents and from the social circles that we just expect things are a certain way. And our ego then holds on to that. And I think going around the world traveling has really been a, a, a big eye opener because you start seeing people live a completely different way, have different values in life, but yet they're still happy. They're still enjoying their time. So this way that they're living, my ego would say that's wrong. No, that's not right. I've been told it's this way. That, that's another uh, great uh, thing about what we do now is we are meeting people from all walks of life. And mm. when that ego gets removed because they have been told they're very sick, they have been told that they're going to die. But you always say there's no more ego to, to be in that part. To, to, there's nothing to hold on to. It's like, right, my soul's coming through now and... and really expressing myself yeah and it's yeah it is it, you know it's always a common that we hear um you know the, the regret of of leaving things too late again before they've said before they've expressed themselves in some way normally to a, a you know some relationship which they just wish they'd have done their played their best self a bit more to have known that they would have given their all in that relationship so it's yeah it's Leaving with our souls, and it does. It sounds. It, I know. I know. It still sounds hippie to some people, but I know it will. It will resonate with. It, it, okay, forgetting you, that inner, just that gut instinct, like you say, just a gut instinct. We all know we've got this inherent gut instinct that there will. Everyone has experienced times where you've gone with it, and it's just. But you've been like, oh my god, that. Thank God I went with my guy. And then there's other times you haven't and you thought, why didn't I go with my guy? You just, there's a knowing. There's a feeling that evokes almost like a truth. Um, so if we accept we've all got this thing within us, which obviously is quite powerful, because like I said, I, I'm, we've all experienced the examples I've just given. When they've been powerful situations and you feel and you just go and you go, oh, fuck, yes, that was the right thing is you've got to surely accept then, especially with this day and age and the amount of mental health that is about and that's relevant and the stresses people are feeling, anxieties and depressions, the importance of maybe starting to put into practice just a bit of work on being present in yourself. Just simple little exercises where you just do a breathing exercise for three minutes in silence. And I'm not kidding, these things change lives i'm hearing it every day so are you harry i know that these little exercises you start because that's the thing you 
a lot of people think to change, it's got to be a big change, and is it? And that's again what we're told: you've got to be. It's, it's, your soul doesn't need a drastic change. Far from it. it; just needs to be fucking acknowledged. So the change is just looking at your soul and, and going with those feelings, but doing these little exercises to bring yourself present, because that part of again the meditation workshop, chapter three, is the now. Understand this as a truth, which cannot be debunked if you are being present in yourself you physically have nothing to worry about at all if you're being present in yourself at any single moment because it's the only thing that we ever as human souls ever have control over is what's going on Right now, how obvious is that? Why? Because you can't do anything about the past, which doesn't define you anyway. You don't own it anymore. But the most important thing, you can't do anything about it because it's already happened. And you can't mystic meg it and start worrying about stuff that's not even happened yet, especially gauging off of stuff that's already happened in the past. Most of us live like that. Now imagine stopping and just living in the moment, each moment, not worrying. And it sounds difficult, and I'm not saying I've perfected it, but just becoming aware of my ego, which then chew me back into my soul, then allow me to realize what it is that I need to do to stay present. And that mainly is just taking time to look inwards, and it will change your role as a parent, as a husband, as a wife, as any of your roles, it's a guarantee, will get better if you're present in those roles. It's 100% guarantee. There's no, it might work, it will fucking work every time if you become present in those roles. The outcome will be what you wanted because you're present in it. You're not gauging it, you're there in that moment. Yeah, and that, that worry that you said, as soon as you worry, you're thinking future. <laughs> you're, not, you're not being present. Because if there's something that you need to do or hasn't been done, being present, like, what's my next action step right now but the worry it's not there and and it's i'm guilty of it there's certain things that happen or haven't happened and i'm like oh my god i've got to do this got to do that but that stress and worry about it is not being present and it's it's so simple but yet it's difficult to grasp because it is that simple someone gave me a great example um one of my clients the other day, he just said he had a massive insight in the morning of his running late for work again, and he was rushing, just rushing, rushing as a hurry. He said, trying to get the keys and doing all this just to get out the door. And it hit him as like, okay, well, acceptance. I think that's a key word here. I am here right now because of what I've done here. So it's accepting that I am late. But me rushing and stressing about it or me just going, what do I need to do? I'm late. What do I need to do? Okay, my, I need to get my keys first. I'm going to go up here. You're just saving your energy at that point. And that awareness, which is now, is the thing that then can make our body calm. It makes our mind more clear. It makes our actions a lot easier to go through without making mistakes, without knocking things over. And also, you'll then remember more of where your keys are because you're late. You'll remember where your bag is, where you've been just searching frantically for it for the last part because you're worrying about getting to work.
Yeah, and that example, that's not a joke. I know for a fact myself, thank goodness not anymore, but if I was to misplace my keys, it instantly became everybody else's fault other than my own, and it could lead. And I know I'm not alone in this because I've seen plenty of blokes do this as well. And I look now, and I see it happen now. Oh, it happened the other day because obviously we we live in Spain. Um, sometimes we go to hotels and stuff, or uh, so you get by the pools. And some of the some of the ways people talk to each other, you know, like in public, is oh. But anyway, um, seriously, that 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 ego of how instantly how angry and you can get. And the thing is, you you get so angry, then you find them. And you realise that you, that it was you that put them in this place, and often you still will like not want to admit because your your ego is still going at that point, and that could lead to getting in the car, getting into rover. This is how things happen. And it was interesting when you were saying a minute ago when you was talking about going travelling. Do you know when you said about you know that really? Do you know where in hindsight what re, where what was a rude awakening to ego was when I got banged up when I went to prison. That was just a cesspit of ego. And the mix you could like, you knew no one wanted really to be playing the roles that you just automatically playing in there and how volatile it was. But it was all ego. That was a real lesson, um, a humbling lesson for myself as well that experience. And that was a complete egotistical experience when I look back on it. You can imagine what the, the ego levels are, <laughs> are like in prison. But, um, yeah, because when you were saying about going traveling, it came to me then, back in, in South, that was my first real awakening because you're put in an all-male environment where you have to be egotistical because you've got to put your, you've got, everyone's got to be tough. There. And, you know, I'm telling you now, me included, not everyone that goes to prison is tough. Uh, and not everyone in prison who's pretending to be tough is tough either. <laughs> and they normally get found out, funnily enough. But, yeah, the the, the amount of ego, mate, in, in that place was, was phenomenal. Uh, crazy. Football from the fans, but also on the players. That's so ego-driven. Not, not just what you see on the TV. I went back about two years ago playing vets team, <laughs> invited some of the older lads. And people just unconscious, you just react, you're nasty, you're shouting, like you're not paying attention at all. And when you're in this unconscious state, you get injured a lot more. You get like, yeah, it's really interesting. It's, again, it's a character that you play. You play this mm. horrible person on the football pitch and oh, he's talking about, I'm gonna get him and da da da. Like it's, it's, I think it's a training. And the more we do it on the loop, that becomes your character. Mm. Exactly, there you go. Yeah, and how we build them roles. And, you know, I know, I know we're giving a couple of male examples, but I'm just thinking of someone recently that I'm working with in America. Um, lovely, lovely lady. And how, in the, funny enough, in, I took her through uh, the meditation around ego uh, and roles with it and just the messages she's been sending me since because once you 
you do start realizing these roles that you start building in these areas and how many of them you don't align with and you can reel back and instantly feel so much better about the situation you didn't even realize that that was weighing on you until until you was aware of what am i doing and then it right that's gone let me get rid of that so it is this this stuff is it really has that it's experiential knowledge this comes from it's stuff that i'm learning all the time on the job I'm learning from my clients all the time. I've got that young girl after this, this evening. Uh, it'll be another insightful, I, I take notes now. I said at the beginning, I won't take any notes. Now I take notes of her bombshells that she dropped throughout the sessions. But um, but point being, it is, this is the beauty of, of the importance of all of this stuff that we're doing. And it's not because it's us that's doing it, as a widget privileged to uh, of chosen to get into this line of, of what is not even work is it? it's just so enjoyable but we all need this stuff meditation as well if you don't meditate and you're saying you don't want to meditate i'm telling you that's your ego try it actually try to meditate and it is it, it, it might take you a few tries but you stick with it as soon as you get that inner experience of calm that's the first thing, calm, actual calm, where everything slows down, is a wonderful feeling. Then you can really run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an unknown feeling for most. And when you first start mm. doing because you, you go and search these amazing things, but just being calm is one of the most amazing things possible. And then again, once you find that level of calm is what can be done then, and the, the creative side, like uh, using other facilities like music and smells and, and like re- really enhancing your senses within that calm state. But also when you are calm, that's when we do communicate with our soul. It becomes a feeling. And the, the initial, the soul always speaks to us, telling you what you need to do, what you've forgotten about. Get that email done. Make sure you get back to that one. You've got to pay the bills. And it's like, ah. So then you go, I worry you then go back into ego and unconscious so it's almost to trust in your soul and trust that what, what in, and yeah you might not want to do that at this point but you've let it get to that stage but just get it done make your life a lot easier because all of a sudden you start getting these insights these inner wisdoms really and you've come like whoa where did that come from and you remember it like, like that. It's like an internal knowledge that you've had all along, which then makes you present to go, okay, I've got a choice now. I can run with this new, or not new, this remembered bit of information that's just popped out out of nowhere. <laughs> excited about the future of, of, of what you can start right away. It's, it's, meditation's incredible. And I, I just don't like that word because it's got so many egoic <laughs> attachments mm. Yeah, yeah, it's been tarnished. And the thing is, I mean, that the, the whole thing about the calm, even, um, is if if you induce a state of calm in the body, you can put your body in a state of homeostasis, which is a state of healing. So actually, this is the whole point, we, especially with working with the people that are real that we work with, but not just them, people in general that are spiritually, soulfully weak and need a boost is this stuff 
it, it works. It works quickly. It's, like I said, it is a guaranteed product and all the wisdom and knowledge comes from you. That's the beauty of it. Is you don't need to rely on anybody else. And that's the beauty of it as well. It is an inner thing. And that state of homeostasis is literally, look it up. It literally is your body's perfect balance. That is when miracles can happen with healing, literally. And we've seen that, you know, along with um, nature's medicines as well. We've seen incredible things. And it's always been because a person has taken back control just of their, that, just from that, their foundation. Right, hold on, I'm quite lawyers. You said you can't do anything else. That's where you're at. I'm going to see what I can now do. And it is, it's interesting. You'll find these stories all over the place. And it, it's, uh, it's inspiring. Well, let's um, share maybe something for everyone listening in terms of just connecting with your soul. And that starts with just a question. Just one simple question. Because meditation can feel overwhelming. It can feel like a failure that nothing happened or my mind's gone on too many thoughts. But usually that is because there's no focus for the session for yourself to come up with. So asking yourself just one question and going into it with a song that me and James both recommend. It's called, I am a man that will fight for your honor. And I guarantee that if you can just commit to, it's 11 minute song. If you can just commit to that one song and take one question into it. And when you, get, when you uh, ask that question, you just close your eyes and just keep silently repeating the question to start with, you'll get an answer. You'll get a decision, you'll get more clarity, you'll get an insight that maybe you wasn't expecting if you set that intention initially. Um, I think it's called Chris Jab Jabronski. Something like that. that, that that'll get in there, the, the amount of information you're given. It's funny because we, <laughs> we live by that song. Every single person I've worked with loves that song, loves it. It does, yeah, it does something with the, the high notes as well. It like yeah, it's the frequency. I was explaining to someone the other day that, um, you know, when Hollywood, like a James, classic example, James Bond movie, every James Bond movie on the trailer will have, you know, live orchestrated music. Why? Because the frequencies that they're emitting to tune you into is to get you to go, oh, hello, it gets the buying eyes on straight away. It gets you in. That's why they do it. So all these music that tunes that are used for these movies, they've all got that. It's, that's where the marketing starts. That's where the programming starts. You hear it and you go, oh, who's that then? Let's have a look into that. And if you notice, even with the James Bond ones, they're always, there's something slightly familiar, isn't there? about each one from the next. Yeah, I watched a really interesting documentary on it on how this is how they get, and with kids' cartoons yeah. as well, how they'll get them in the mood with this, the start of the song for the cartoon may be different from the end of the song and the way it's geared to get them hyped up for the cartoons. is It's interesting. So point being, yes, for, um, mate, how many frequency healers are there out there as well? There's a lot of that really interesting stuff which leads back to the water as well, have you? Truth mm -hmm. in the water. <laughs> we could do a whole um, episode just on on that documentary. So uh, the more and more people that I'm introducing that to, the messages back from that alone then makes other people want to watch it. Because here's what I've found throughout my life: I've always advised people 
and like I'm a personal trainer, I'm a tutor, I'm a coach, I'm, I'm advertising a meditation course at the moment. It's never my word that's powerful enough. It's when other people like, oh, <laughs> that was amazing. And this documentary just gets again, gets you present because you're showing information that you haven't been shown before. Mm. It's meaningful. As they're speaking, it literally just pulls you back to everything that led to your life. That can't be right now. That can't be right. And it just leaves you with all these questions. So that'd be another episode to come on to because it's a big part of mine and James's journey, which is somehow magically managed to tie everything together to where we are at the moment. It's like you guys are on the right path. Um, but I'm going to come back just to that song. I am a man that fights for your honor. And to go into it just with one question, to make it even more powerful, write that question down on a piece of paper first and then go into it. And then if you're not used to meditation or anything like that before, just find yourself a comfortable position. It doesn't have to be cross-legged, but just focus on the breath. So you silently repeat the question. A good analogy that I was showing was, imagine the question's a rock and you're standing on the edge of the cliff. You've got a massive lake. You ask the question, so you let go of the question, let go of the rock. Then the rock hits the water. You're now the observer. The ripples, that's manifest. So whatever happens is meant to happen, and all you're doing is noticing now. So when you ask a question, don't hold on to it. And that's the thing in, that, in our life, that there's so many things that we want and we need. We hold on to it so much, and it doesn't happen. We get so frustrated. But if you just put it, let it go, and then just be aware. Look out for the signs, as we say. Listen out for the signs. There'll be things that will come your back your way. It's Law of attraction, what you ask for comes true. The more I've gone down this route now, the more I've understood that law is very, very real and it works very well. The misconception to it though is when we ask, we don't ask with enough clarity. And a good example I use is the Ferrari. Oh, I've asked for Ferrari, didn't get it, I haven't got it. It's like, how specific was you? Was it a toy Ferrari, a second-hand Ferrari? Was it a half-beaten-up Ferrari? Was it a brand new one? Did it have leather seats? The universe is mostly showing you all these different Ferraris, but you're not paying attention because you've got one image in your head. But if you then broke down that Ferrari and just listed all of them, it's the same in relationships. Write down everything you want in a relationship, not what you don't want. Focus on your goals and be more specific with it. And when you start doing it, you'll see and hear and notice all the different things that will help you get towards it. And they will be there. And that's where the awareness comes in. So it's almost like, again, we use the past, present, future. It's ask for what you want, but be more clear on it. Then let go of it in the meditation. Your soul will go and create and all this stuff. And then when you come out again, this all sounds woo-woo, <laughs> but I'm asking you, give it a go. And you'll, you'll be surprised what can come back your way. I, I, I swear by it now. I've asked for things. And the one thing you'll never know is when. But having faith, and knowing that you've been that clear on your instructions, you'll make things happen. Me and James have got one uh, thing that we put out to the universe now as well, is, is our ultimate goal of our performance, uh, doing a joint experience, selling out a stadium, lights off with another song. But we know exactly what that looks like and feels like now. And each time now something will come, oh, that'd be a great prop. That'd be a great bit to add into the experience. Like, we're now going through our life 
pulling all these things that are coming and being presented to us, knowing that that's going to be even more. That's right. And at its crux, this, all of this stuff, what it does every time, it makes you feel better about yourself, not a comparison against anyone else. It just makes you feel better in your own skin. How nice would that feel for so many people, which I unfortunately talk to, that start off with that, oh, I can't stand, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Absolutely makes no sense. Have you ever been in anybody else's skin to compare it to? You know, think about the stuff we say. Like it, going back to yourself and just appreciating the fact that you started off as a child, okay, funny enough, pretty egoless up until you're about six or seven years old. First six, six, seven years, you're just innovation. You're the God, you're creating everything. But we forget we started off like that and then we get older and we look in the mirror. We, for a lot of us, we, we don't like what we see. That's your ego. Because your soul will always love what you see when it sees itself. Because it's, it's the you, it's the, it's the inner child. The child that didn't mind being told, you know, you're beautiful and actually taking it on board and thinking, thanks, mum, and actually accepting it and knowing that's how I am. We, we forget these things. So at its crux, all of these things that we're describing, the guaranteed outcome is you start feeling better about yourself, in yourself. That in itself is worth investing. So jump on our meditation workshop, which starts this weekend. Runs for four weeks. It's going to be amazing. Reach out. Has a stronger... Wrap up, mate. Yeah. So, again, Lads Talk Health is we've we managed to define what we're about now. Every single time, spirituality is really simplifying life. It's the entry point to life. But to make people come to their own decisions, be okay with their own decisions, but know that was the right decision because they're listening to their soul now. And it's a process, it takes time, but if we break down things into the, identifying the ego first, once you've identified that, you notice the soul, you notice your gut feeling, inner wisdom, intuition, you hear that little voice talking to you. And when you're paying attention to it, that means you're present. And when you're present, you have a choice. And it's your choice, it's your feelings. And then to encompass all of that, once you know that you're present, you've identified all the roles that the ego plays, now you separate and say, how would I turn up as my best self? It's such a powerful question because we all can do better to where we have been. So right now it's like, what else could I be doing at this point? Growth, learning, helping others. Like it feeds our soul. And once you start getting into these simple terms, then you can go and expand and going down so many other routes. Like we keep mentioning meditation, but meditation has so many different annotations to it. Breath work, mantra, drums, music, like sound healing, there's loads just on that. And then when you start going into all these other areas, life gets a bit more exciting because everything that happens in your life impacts your life. And you learn and then growing throughout that. And also the conversations you have with other people. I can speak for James as well now. You light up a room because as soon as you say something that is very meaningful to that person, that person, that person, they want in us too because they get to share their story. They get to speak to you about their truths. 
And guess what? We're now listening to them because it's very interesting that they're now not being this ego character that they've been pretending to be. They're now coming out with soulful uh, communications to us. And it just, like, yeah, the world at the moment is in a state of stress, suffer, fear, anger. If you ask people uh, what's going on in their world, they're telling you what's not happening, this not, that person not doing it. Tell me what you want then. Let me just hear that. Okay, now you've told me what you want. How can we make it happen? And you just start seeing people feed off of this energy with each other. So it's, there's so much more to what we do than just having these conversations. There's a process behind it. There's a format that people can relate to, but also there's an exchange in energy, in conversations, in happiness. So that's my sign up for today. But check us out on our meditation workshop. There's four 90-minute uh, calls. Um, ego Soul now best self but within that there's a number of experiences loads of different uh, types of meditations which you feel for yourself there's a toolbox you can then take into life and you'll you'll notice a difference straight away and all the roles that we do play will all enhance your health will enhance your happiness will enhance so saturday the fourth <laughs> take care reach out get involved how's that nice one mate love to everybody see you soon yeah cheers mate yeah.